0: When this boy meets girl, meets boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 8, chapter titled...
1: You're Married, You're Dead.
0: Ah, uh, that was threatening actually i didn't (laughs) i didn't think about that uh i'm alden i'm tanya i'm the boy i'm the girl and we're married we're dead (laughs) uh hi tanya hello it's been a couple weeks since i've seen you here on the podcast
1: yeah but we are married we're dead (laughs) we live together we still have seen each other
0: yeah a lot yeah uh how have you been though busy Yes. Exhausted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go, yes. go back to listen to episode one and you'll hear us say how we feel right now. <laughs> Exhausted. Although you'll just have to hear a bad theme song before we say
1: it. Yeah, don't go back and listen to episode one again.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you made it here from episode one, and congratulations. and And thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're just you're more stubborn than you realize is all i'm saying Um, you're like
1: there's something there there's mm -hmm. just i i don't know what it is but i guess i'll keep listening and here you are
0: Mm -hmm. and we thank you for it we do um so episode related question Mm -hmm. is what i'm gonna do now at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. um have you ever, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but have you ever been kind of a uh, jealous kind of person? Like, if I were to go to, if I were to make it sound like I was going to a strip club tonight, would you be upset? No. What if I made it sound like it was going to be a strip club and it was actually Hooters?
1: Um. Then Super now?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but, but would there have been a time in your life where you would have been like that?
1: Um, I can't say that. I mean, I think it depends on the partner. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are some people from the past that I would be upset about, but that's not because I'm a jealous person. It's because they were bad people, right? And like, they were doing, they were specifically going to, I don't know, like, undermine the relationship. Mm-hmm like it happened and it it wasn't like I was upset because it was a strip club I was upset because it was done in like a hostile way right so if you were to go i don't I don't care like if you're like hey uh my friends want to go to the strip club okay bye have fun mm-hmm. i don't care yeah especially since like mm like we believe that sex work is real work
0: mm-hmm.
1: so supporting that, how do you support it uh, by going and giving them money because that's how they pay their bills, right, so, yeah, I don't care, just don't like it's not infidelity to go to a strip club, right, so I don't care,
0: yeah, I mean it's it's i I was thinking the same thing while I was watching this episode. Like I there were times in my life that I have been a jealous person sort of um, but it was all it was all with due reason, and that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean but but it took me a few years to realize that if I'm feeling this way, I need to reevaluate me or I need to re-evalu- reevaluate the relationship.
1: Right, but like, so if I were to come home, if I were to have come home today and been like, uh, work people want to go out tonight and you're like, oh, where are you going? And I was like, "Uh, we're going to the strip club. Like, how would you feel about it? Okay. Good, because honestly, (laughs) I've been to a strip club and it's just going and having fun and being kind of outrageous. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like, Putting yourself in a situation that's slightly uncomfortable and then like, I don't know, being ridiculous through it enough to where it actually is like super fun. And then you feel like something sort of like some type of stress is gone mm. when it's over. And maybe because I know that is why I don't care. But also I just I don't care. Right. I <laughs> mean,
0: it's, I didn't want to make this about strip clubs or anything like it's n- it's not my thing, but I super support them. Like Right. Um, I don't like being there because it makes me feel, um, it, I, I don't like being around all the guys who are like really uh, offensive and gross about it. Right. You know, and watching that really makes me mad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I do think there's a difference. Like, so like I have not been to a strip club where like women are stripping. Oh, really? I've been to a male strip club. Well, there's a big difference in how people are treated at those clubs by the clientele. Like, you go to a male strip club and it's a bunch of women just like, Wah! like, it's mm-hmm. usually like bachelorette parties. And like, there was not one person when I went, at least, that it was a gross situation Mm -hmm. it was the guys were having fun and it was making the girls have fun it was making everyone have fun and there was a drag bar downstairs and that was fun like the whole experience was all about fun it Mm -hmm. wasn't about sex really but but i think there are times where men go to a strip club And I don't think just men. I think there are women who also go to strip clubs. But just from my experience, there's a different way that the employees are treated at the female strip clubs. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I kind of want to go to support them in a way where they don't feel feel gross by from these other people.
0: Yeah. And and I will say like even in my young 20s when I would go because my friends wanted to go. Like I can say pretty um confidently that in general the table that I was at, the group of people that I was with, I think always was a, a spot where the girls wanted to hang out because it was a spot where it was like, well just you know, talk a bit and whatever. Right. Um. It's not going to be super gross. We're not going to think that uh, you're in love with us.
1: Or that you guys are, like, entitled to something from right. these women. And, we're, and, and I do want to say, like, at both places,
0: mm-hmm. like... This is not the conversation I expected to get <laughs> into, but go on. Go on.
1: Like, at both places, like, people are... There are ways that people are treated badly. But, like... When I say women, I mean also like, you know, trans women and stuff because they also work at these places Mm -hmm. and they deserve to feel safe in their jobs. Yeah. So sometimes I just want to go so that like they have clientele that they know they can be safe around. I don't know. It's some it's just something I think about sometimes. I
0: get it. But what I was going to say. Um, Is that even in those times, like we were the spot where it was a kind of a safe spot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But there wasn't a time, there wasn't a single time, and I've, you know, probably only been six or seven times, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But there wasn't a single time that I didn't go and see uh, a a dancer treated poorly. Mm -hmm. Like, Every single time. And I obviously like I have dated a girl who who danced some. Right. And the stories you hear, it's just the worst. Right. Like I I just, I don't know.
1: But and I think so then going back to this this episode. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, it's not exactly the same. But it's kind of the same because a stigma was put on places like Hooters. There's oh, whole yeah. episodes of South Park where they're emulating that. And yeah. and this situation in this episode that we watched today where it's emulating that. These people are just trying to work. Right. Like, this is how they pay their bills. And one side of the fence demonizes them for it. And the other side of the fence, like, over-sexualizes them for it. And it's just like... Just let them do their job. Yeah. Like just let them do their job. Yeah. And if part of that is having fun with the guys and doing the Tushy Dance, that's part of their job.
0: Yeah, I mean the Tushy Dance was we'll we'll get to it. Let's get (laughs) let's let's I was just trying to talk about our lives. We did. And then we moved on to the episode. We both
1: we've both frequented strip clubs enough that we can frequented. Frequented, not frequent now.
0: Mm-hmm um anyway is there any media that we need to talk about like yes i feel like people do kind of expect us to talk about what we've been in indulging in
1: yeah but i don't think they actually care i do
0: i think like there are people who like kind of listen to what we say well and there are people who like to kind of compare their opinions on the media that they're watching that's true like Channing was talking about what he was watching with his wife and kind of comparing to how we felt about it they were talking about Sweet Tooth right Mm -hmm. yeah for
1: a while like everything that I talked about on here he was like oh my gosh we just finished that too
0: well what is it now
1: so I don't think anyone's going to be watching this but Hulu has a new series It's only three episodes in. Um, It has a long title because, and because of that, like, I'm going to get it wrong. Get it wrong. Uh, I think it's Only Murders in the Building, Only Murders in the Apartment Building. I can't remember, but I think it's Only Murders in the Building. But it's Selena Gomez, who, Nah. okay.
0: Steve Martin. Polly Shore. No,
1: Pauly Shore. (laughs) No, no, he's not. If he was, I'd be like, okay, all right. Uh, Martin Short. Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez, which are all people that I'm like, I wouldn't choose to watch any of them in anything. They're not, It that was not enticing. But the premise is a murder mystery, which is incredibly enticing to me. And as soon as it came out, I was like, gotta watch it. And it is so charming. I, I love it. Yes, I find do. it I find it very charming. Like it's very cozy mystery, very much that like quirky characters and this one building um kind of like a um and then there were none situation kind of thing like Agatha Christie where they're like all in this building and they're figuring out what happened to this one person. Mm-hmm. Um and I really I really do like it. I think it's a really good start to
0: fall i do think it's a fun show i I don't dislike it like when i poo-pooed it
1: when when you played video games while it was on
0: yeah i i mean i i i just find the acting ridiculous and i know that's part of what you find charming about it um Uh,
1: not really because none of those actors are people that i like particularly like because of their acting style
0: yeah like i love steve martin in some things like i don't want to say i dislike steve martin the way you did because that is crazy um because he is he has been uh a staple in in comedy
1: yeah and i know lots of people love all of these people it's oh, just, yeah. It, yeah. like, I remember watching Freaks and Geeks where they would talk about just how great Steve Martin is and how funny he is. Well, he and... was a
0: visionary as far as comedy goes. Like, he was something different for people who were used to a different style of comedy. Right. And he was just this completely brand new thing. But for us, like, uh, and especially once you get into younger generations, like... We've seen it all before, right? So this isn't brand new. So it's kind of like, uh, is it funny or not? Because it's not surprising me, right? But he's got some really funny movies.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think I like any of them. But I
0: like the jerk a lot.
1: I know. So that's the one that like everyone's like, I love the jerk. I don't. I would never seek that movie out and watch it, ever. I watched it when I was a kid, and whatever. But I like the show.
0: Yeah, watch it. Check it out. There's only three episodes out now.
1: It comes out every Tuesday.
0: Um, it's fine.
1: What have you been doing? Going to strip clubs?
0: No. What have I been doing? Working. Working a, a lot. lot and very stressed about it. Um, and then when I haven't been working, I've been playing, oh, Murder by Numbers.
1: There's a lot of murder going on in our house right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah one it's of us just...
0: is actually dead right now, you got to figure out which one. Um, yeah, real quick. You're
1: married. You're dead.
0: I do want to talk about it just because it kind of goes in the same same vein. Murder by Numbers is a fantastic indie game that is I don't even know how to describe it. It's a murder mystery sort of in the vein of like a of a an adventure game where you have to like find the clues and stuff. But then when you find the clues, you have to play. Picross, and uh, try to solve the puzzles. So if you like like Sudoku or any of those kind of like number puzzles, eh, that's what you're doing in between solving these murders. So it's this really weird mix, and I love weird mixes.
1: So it's like Professor Layton for like grown up grown ups.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, and a lot of the cases are really fun to try to solve, and the characters are super charming. Um, and, and it's always, there's always a twist like you actually in, I'm, I'm on the fourth and final case now, but in the first three cases, like you don't figure out who really did it until you really figure it out. Like, it's really cool how things come together. Like it's, it's far better than it has any right to be. Uh, like I played the Phoenix Wright game and that was never like a, oh how did they get to that conclusion? Like this person did it? How? Right. But in this, in every single case, it's been like, oh, you know what? I think it's this person. Oh, wait. But this person had access to the safe. Maybe they did it. So anyway. Holy shit. You it know what sounds else we did? wonderful. You know what else we did? What do we do? Watch Boy Meets World, season six, episode eight, chapter titled?
1: You're married, you're dead.
0: 17 minutes in, Tanya. I want you to go ahead and blurb me up.
1: All right. The blurb for this episode is the guys tease Corey about Topanga's control over him.
0: This episode was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Gary H. Miller. You remember Gary H. Miller?
1: Well, apparently he also wrote If You Can't Be With the One You Love, the drunk episode.
0: Don't use my notes against
1: me. You wrote them and printed them so I could read them.
0: You know that I do the writer and director. What if I was like. But
1: but you asked me.
0: (laughs) It was facetious. (laughs)
1: You have to leave that. Facetious I can't. In. It I can't. was so good.
0: <laughs> <sighs> anyway, classroom or not, Tanya? Not. Where do we start?
1: Uh, we're in the dorm room. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a poker game going on. It's uh, Sean. Mm-hmm. This other guy whose name I guess is Gambling Dan, mm-hmm. and he's been in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And some other guy that we never see his no. face. Well, not even one. We only
0: see the back of his bowl cut.
1: And Goldberg. Goldberg the goalie. And he's very Goldberg.
0: He's so Goldberg.
1: Like, it was like, they were like, okay, so basically you're playing Goldberg at college without hockey. And he was like, all right, I got it. And he did great. Also, on that note, who has seen how well he's doing
0: lately? Thank God. Uh, so i'm I'm having this problem with a few of the episodes l- recently like i I just f- like flash forward to how this person's life is now or what they do now, and like how that affects like, oh man, at this point they didn't even know like but i i' like' I'm watching rachel slash Maitland Ward like there are times when I'm like, Eric Jack, you understand like she's one of the most uh openly sex positive people on the planet. like how are you so uncomfortable around her mm-hmm. but it's stupid, but it's my brain. Well, anyway. he's
1: doing well. He's in recovery. He's he seems to be, be doing <laughs> be doing fantastic. So good for you.
0: And he, all right, so episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sean's playing with them. Uh, uh, Sean thinks he wins the hand. Mm, he gets he all doesn't. confident. Uh, gambling Dan is like, mm, you don't beat me though. I got a flush. And um, and then
1: Corey uh, bursts in the door.
0: Corey does burst in the door, and he's like, "Oh, is this my friend, my best friend, having a poker night without me?" And they all like, "It's time to leave." <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs>
1: like, "Okay, Major." Like, I thought you had your version support group, and he was like, "Oh, um, the other guy
0: dropped out." <laughs> yeah. Um, so. They all go to leave, and then Goldberg, who's... I mean, he has a name in this. It's Lewis, but he's Goldberg. Yeah, he Goldberg. Turns be Goldberg turns to Sean, and he's like, you guys should come out tonight. You should go to the uh, clavage. Well, he just says,
1: like, see you at seven. Like, you know, they had already pre-planned this, like, see you at seven at clavage. And-, and he, like,
0: glances at Corey and then looks back at Sean and goes, hey, don't bring anybody, okay? And then looks back at Corey and walks out. And then Corey asks what Sean's doing.
1: And so... He- Sean says, like, we're going out, we're going to a club. And Corey's like, you're not inviting me. And Sean's just like, I thought you would be with Topanga. And he's like, oh, well, you know, Topanga's busy tonight, so I'm free. And Sean is just like, oh, so you have to schedule your free time around, like, what Topanga's doing?
0: And Corey's just like, Sean, I'm engaged. And Sean's like, yeah, I'm surprised that ring's not in your nose. Uh, so he's wearing an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Corey starts to like talk about how, well, I, I can do what I want. Like I do whatever I want. It's uh, I, I'm going to go out with you. And Sean goes, you want you to understand what happens when I tell the guys that you want to go out. They say, don't bring Corey. He's married. He's dead. And Corey goes, yeah, why does he call me major anyway?
1: And Sean is like, it stands for major wuss.
0: Burn.
1: That was so elementary school.
0: Yeah, it was uh, for for a thirty eight year old man to be saying. <laughs> um, so they talk about how uh, they're going to Club Clavage, and and it's like this illicit thing. They're yeah. like, "Oh
1: no, I can't believe you're going to a place like like." Sean's like, you don't really belong in a place like that. Corey's like, well, neither do you. And Sean's like, I'm single. And Corey's like, you're with Angela. And Sean's like, I'm not. We broke up. I'm not with Angela. Corey's like, well, you should be. And Sean's just like, no, like I'm, I'm gonna go out to clavage. And Corey, I can.
0: and Corey's like, you know what? I can too. I'm going. I can do what I want. I'm a man. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um do whatever i want and sean goes you're gonna you're gonna tell topanga and he goes uh, it's out of my hands <laughs> so then we go to the apartment
1: rachel is studiously typing mm-hmm. typing 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 away and the guys come like out of the bedroom door the one bedroom or was it the bathroom door i feel like that's the door that they close when they're going into the bathroom yeah but- The one door that they use in the entire apartment. Mm -hmm. And they go like creeping down the little stairs and they get to the door and Rachel's just like, hey, where are you guys going?
0: And they get super defensive like, you can't, we're going out. You can't control our lives. And Jack is very out of character
1: in this scene. Like I just kept noticing like his mannerisms and stuff were very like unnatural all the way to the elevator so they do this whole thing where they're like i can't believe you would try to keep us from going she's like um i'm just sitting here doing my paper they're like well what's the paper on and she tells them that it's about how um like a females
0: affect male bonding
1: Mm -hmm. and um how she you know really needs some subjects to study for it and they're like oh well we're going out. You can't stop us. Blah, blah, blah. You're not the
0: boss of us. And then Jack like walks backwards out the door and just goes, nag, 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 nag. It was so weird. It was weird. They, they sh- get
1: to the elevator, and they're like, I can't believe that she would guilt try to guilt us into staying. And it's not gonna work is it and Jack is like doing all these weird things like he's like unbuttoning his cuffs on his shirt but like jerking his arms around and like clenching his jaw it was it was strange and then he goes Jack says um oh I don't think I should go and Eric's like get in the elevator and they get in the elevator
0: uh and also when they walked out Rachel like looks up at the sky and like Thanks, God. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Um, Now we get to Club Clevage.
1: Where the girls are in sports bras. Sports bras and like... Regular, like, like high-waisted shorts, like yeah. what we wear now. Mm-hmm. Not what people were wearing in, like, the 90s. In the 90s, they would have had their shorts, like, on their hip bones. They have co-ed
0: bathrooms.
1: Yeah, I don't understand any of this. These are just like normal girls running around. There is nothing. I mean, and even if they weren't, it was still just yeah. Okay, they're in shorts and sports bra type
0: shirts. So, just, I'm going to pretend like they went to a strip club. Like because uh-huh. that's the only way this episode makes sense. So, they, so, they're at the strip club. They're at the strip club. They're at Club Strip Club Clavage and the, I did like this joke. Sean is like, "Oh, there's something you don't see every day." And Corey goes, "Oh yeah, an Audi." You know, if the doctor had just tied her, it a little bit tighter, it was so good.
1: And, and it was the most Corey yeah. thing to say. Yes. Yeah.
0: So Sean grabs him, throws him down at the seat. They start, uh, like the 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 guys at the table, Goldberg and and old guy, start. Gamblin' Dan. Old old Gambling Dan uh, start making fun of Corey, like, immediately. immediately, They're just like, Mr. Topanga Lawrence graced us with his presence. What's going on, Mr. Topanga Lawrence?
1: And Corey's obviously, like, frustrated, but, um, like, dr- oh, okay. Sorry. What? I got lost for a second.
0: Well, so a waitress comes and, like sits on his lap immediately.
1: Well, there's, like, this whole... So, Gambling Dan is just th- hurling insults at Cory. And Cory looks at him and is like, you didn't get enough love as a child, did you? Yeah, that was funny. And then the girl comes and, like, sits on Corey's lap because that is what the waitresses do at this place. And in order to take their order, they sit on the lap.
0: Right. So, Cory immediately starts staring at the ceiling and gets uncomfortable and she starts to be like, Well, oh, who brought the new guy? Dan, you didn't tell me you were bringing in the new guy. And Gamble and Dan, old Gamble and Dan, is like, Oh, he's married. He's He doesn't normally get out. Uh, he's married. And Corey goes, I am not married. And she looks at his hand and goes, Then, then why do you have a ring on your finger? And he goes, I'm engaged.
1: And she's just like, it's a bachelor party. Girls, we've got a bachelor. And every girl working the place, which for some reason, this place has like 60 girls working at one time. Yeah,
0: And true. they all... There were like, more women than there, there were patrons.
1: Anyone who works in food service or retail knows, one, people call out all the time. At most, there would have been five waitresses there. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But they were like... 130 of them that gather around Corey and are just like, woo. And he's Cor- very
0: uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable, tells them to back off of him. And then he goes, you guys are smothering me with your, oh, now I get it, clavage. <laughs> um, So Sean like pulls Corey to the side and starts berating him and like telling him how weird he's being and tells him, you need to take that ring off if you want to hang out with me. It's... It's uh. It's it's, strangling you. Yeah. So, Corey takes it off.
1: Sits it on top of a paper towel holder.
0: Very pointedly, yes.
1: And it's just like, fine. I've got my ring off. I can do whatever I want. Like.
0: It's almost more worse. Like it's more visible out there in front of you.
1: Yeah. Put it. You have pockets. Yeah. Put it in your pocket.
0: And. Uh, Sean is just like, well, there you go. Don't you feel better? And he's like, Sean, you don't belong in a place like this. I don't belong in a place like this. Even Eric doesn't belong in a place like this. And then you hear... Uh, er-
1: Eric from like the corner of the room, he's just like, how about some chow?
0: And Corey goes, okay, maybe Eric does belong in a place like this. <laughs> and it cuts over to Eric and, and the waitress goes and sits on his lap and asks him what he wants. And he just goes, well, they're talking about how... Like Rachel doesn't control us. We're we're women since the beginning of time. They think that women's intuition just means they can they can tell us what we we can and can't do. And the waitress comes, sits on his lap, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'll get a tune on white, uh, cut uh, corners, cut off, cut into little triangles like my mommy makes me." Okay.
1: And then he's just like, "Thanks, Tiffany." So they go there a lot.
0: Yeah. Um. And then he goes, "Yeah. Anyway, Rachel." wouldn't have would just expect anyone to be here to be degenerate scum and then Corey's like hi guys
1: (laughs) and they immediately are like what are you doing here this is not the kind of place you would go to
0: and he says something awkward like yes fellows what am i doing in a place like this Mm -hmm. and they're like does topanga know you're here and he goes well I, i don't i do what i want but does does rachel know you're here or what does rachel think about you being here and Eric goes, huh, we, we don't answer to Rachel. Why do you ask us that? And Corey goes, because uh, she's looking kind of surprised that you're here. And she's sitting over there right behind them.
1: Um, obviously, still working. Right. Like, she's still in, like, studious mindset. So you know she's, you know just, she's
0: working because she's got her glasses on.
1: Oh, you know, that does work. Does it? It does. One of my co-workers has been wearing his glasses the past couple days, and he looks very,
0: very studious.
1: Mm. So it does work. I need to get glasses so
0: I can look smarter. Well, also so you can see things. That's really (laughs) the reason you need to get glasses. Oh, there is that. BT Dubs, everybody listening to the podcast. BT Dubs, class. Um, Every blurb that we've ever read... (laughs) Every blurb that Tanya has ever read directly from Disney Plus was translated to her by me. He could tell me
1: anything and I would believe him true. and write it down on the paper. It's true, and I'm
0: so mad that I have not done that as a bit. But now I no, can't. Now I can't. That sucks so bad. That it's would have been wonderful. such a fantastic bit. Just like throw a word in there. Oh, I would have been, damn it. Anyway, that's because Tanya can't read the screen. So I have to read it for her. She's old.
1: Our TV is really far away from our bed.
0: I read it for you. Which means Sometimes I Sometimes
1: can you can't. <laughs> so anyway. This isn't about me. Rachel's super studious in the corner.
0: Anyway, we go back to the the hallway in the dorm. The, the Corey and Sean are walking back to their dorm room. Mm-hmm.
1: Um and Corey does like he's talking about how he doesn't understand why Sean hangs out with those guys because Dan is a jerk and Sean is telling him, like, jerk is normal. Like that's what we're supposed to be like right now. Like we're just free and having fun and it's fine, because we're not tied down and you are.
0: And Corey's like, So that's what you want to be like? And Sean goes, No, I want you to let me live my life. Um and as they're saying this uh topanga and angela walk up behind them and they're just like what hey where were you guys
1: well and before this happened like angela and topanga are mentioned and the fact that like sean doesn't answer to topanga they're not together and um Cory,'s like do you really think to- that angela would have wanted you to be out there tonight like and he's just like it doesn't matter right Um, And then Angela and Topanga come up, and they're like, where have you guys been?
0: And Sean immediately goes, oh, we went to the movies. We saw Babe 2, Pig in the City.
1: And um, Topanga's like, what? We were supposed to see that together. And they make all these comments about the animals in the movie. And Corey just blatantly is just like, no, we went to Clavage. Yeah,
0: because he gets super uncomfortable, uh, and is standing off to the side. And Sean is talking about how much he loves pigs. And Corey says, yeah, we went to Club Clavage. And Angela goes, oh, you are a pig.
1: Angela is very interesting in this episode Uh,
0: Also very out of character
1: I would say yes But we also don't like The viewpoint on a place like Clavage and the people who go there Generally is Like an upbringing based Like Opinion
0: Lots of of bad opinions are upbringing based And doesn't
1: she have a very strict father
0: Sure but, so
1: it wouldn't be completely out of character for her to think of a place like that as like not good.
0: That's true. But that doesn't make it okay. No, but it's not so, out of character either. Right. So she's super pissed. Sean is just like, listen, we're not together. You're not
1: Like, we're just friends. And she looks sad. At-
0: and she's like, yeah. We are. And then walks into the room. And Sean follows her. And then Topanga's like, Corey, we need to talk. And Corey says they can talk in the hallway. And then the next thing you see is her throwing him into the room. Mm -hmm. And, like, super angry. And he starts to try to...
1: Like, cover his tracks.
0: Not so much cover, but, like, get defensive. Like, almost, like on the offensive, mm-hmm. where he's just like, I'm a ma-, He says man like 48 times. Yeah. I'm a man, and that's... Men sometimes need to go out and do men things, and men need to... And she's like, listen, I don't care. You can do what you want. I'm not upset with you. You should not lie to me.
1: Right. And he's like, wait, so like I can seriously do what I want? And she's like, yes, because... You're your own person. Like, go have fun. It's fine.
0: She's like, I understand you needing to be one of the guys sometimes. And she's
1: very understanding.
0: Right. And he's, she's like, but I do need you to be honest with me. And Corey's like, are you sure you're not just pretending to be understanding? And then, and like.
1: resentment's going to build. And, like, one night I'm going to wake up to you hacking me up in my sleep. And she's like. And as as he's saying these things, she's like, no. No. No, that wouldn't be good. No, that wouldn't be good. So we're seeing her be completely rational and him being completely irrational based on things that he has made up in his head about her.
0: Right. And then he's like, so I can do whatever I want. She's like, yes, I trust you. And he goes, "Um, well, what if I don't want to go? And she goes, then don't go. And he's like, good, because the food stinks and the service service was crazy. And And
1: she's just like, if that's what you want, like, very good Topanga. he like
0: falls back on the bed and he's like, all right, now give me some sugar. And she leaves. Yeah, she leaves.
1: It was a very Tanya moment. It was a very Tanya (laughs) moment.
0: Uh, So anyway, now we go back to what I was talking about earlier, the co-ed showers where everybody's naked together.
1: But there's only girls in there right now. No, there was a dude. Oh, was there? Yeah. I just remember. So Topanga and Angela are talking. Mm -hmm. And... Angela's like, so you're really okay with Corey going? And Topanga's like, yeah, I don't care. And Angela starts going on a tangent that is... Gross. It's gross. But again, I think it was important for these things to be said because they are what a lot of people think about places like that. And I thought... I thought something else was gonna happen after this that would be good. And then it never went that way. Right. That's that's but,
0: that's why it this never like felt good.
1: Right. I it, thought, like in the moment, as we're watching, I'm like, all oh, right, this is fantastic. But to Peng and Angela are talking, Angela goes off on a tangent about like every girl who works there has the same story. It's all sad because they came from like awful times and like they are forced into working this way and to while, make ends meet
0: and while she's saying that a woman opens the shower curtain next to them and is like oh, i work there and uh She's like, I, you know, I, I wanted to, and the, as she's saying that, Angela cuts her off, and she's like, "You don't have to tell me. I know what it's like. You grew up with a broken home, and like, she just goes off."
1: Yeah, she's like, "Broken home. You're sad. You have commitment issues," and she's just like throwing trauma in this girl's face, and goes and gets in the shower without another word, and the girl looks at Topanga and was just like, "I'm a cook." And Ping is like, don't mind her. Like, I don't think these things, but she's she's been a little bit sensitive lately. Um, and the girl's like, well, I'm about to head to work. So if you want to see what it's like, you can come with me. And Ping is like, yeah, definitely. I'll go. And off they go.
0: Right. So we go to Club Clavage now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel is there typing away with Jack and Eric hanging out with her with girls on their laps, waitresses on their laps, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, the they're... guys are
1: trying to not pay attention to the waitresses at all.
0: I I think just in general, they, they weren't trying. They just were so uncomfortable with the situation that they didn't know how to react. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> another one of my favorite lines is Jack just out of nowhere goes, ma'am, <laughs> he goes... Ma'am, I'm not a seat, <laughs> and she gets up and walks away, yeah, um, and the other girl starts talking to Rachel about their class that they have together and what what's her paper on, and Rachel tells her what it's about. it's about how how females affect male bonding, and Eric is like, there is no tr- there is no truth to that, there is no effect on men, there's we-
1: no influence, and he looks. Over, and he's like, ma'am, can you please cover up?
0: Mm-hmm. And she
1: just gets off and walks away.
0: Yeah. And um, and Eric goes, look, it's just, it's not, or Eric or Jack, I don't remember, one of them says, it's not that we're trying to act different. You know, we're just around you, and we feel like uh, we have grown and matured around you, and, and we don't want you to see us not be mature. And then we look at you, and we're confused about how we should be. And we don't know how to act. And she's just like, oh, that's actually sweet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, thanks. Now go away. It's time for the tushy dance.
1: And she like walks away. She's not gone.
0: As Corey is walking in, he looks at the hostesses. Two hostesses, by the way.
1: Because a thousand (laughs) people have to work in this one place at the same time. Yeah. Assuming this is a strip club, like... I'm on stripper TikTok. I know how these things work. There's usually like five dancers in a night.
0: Yeah. There's it, like 7 million girls working there. And it's the same thing as as a as a restaurant, right? Like there are scheduled five girls and one of them calls out because it's her job. Right. And she's like, "I don't want to go to work tonight." So then another one of the girls has to cover for her shift. So, like, it's a skeleton crew basically all the time.
1: Right. If there are a billion girls working at once and then who comes in for the next shift? That's. They're just always there all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like there aren't like there's no schedule. They just know everyone who works there has to work there from open to close every day.
0: Right. And they just sleep there, actually. They sleep on the floor.
1: So Corey comes in and he asks the many, many, many employees of this place where the lost and found is. And one of them says, oh, it's over there next to the daycare. And he goes to say thank you, but then realizes what she said and looks perturbed instead.
0: So he walks back and finds the waitress that they had the day before or that morning. I don't fucking know what, what day we're on at this point. Um, and it's
1: probably a Tuesday, you know, that's why so many people are working at one Bus-
0: busy Tuesday. And she's like, Oh, you came back for more. You like what you saw. And he's like, No, I need my ring. I left my ring here. I, you know, I took it off for some reason. And she's like, Oh, well, let's check the, the ring drawer and like empties out a manila envelope full of rings. And she's like, these also just got mysteriously left here and then the tushy dance starts
1: the tushy dance starts jack and eric super excited the tushy dance is adorable it really isn't anything other than them walking around and
0: waddling like a penguin waddling like it's a penguin, like with penguin with their hands
1: on their butts and then they do some like flappy things it's
0: the it's the penguin equivalent of the chicken dance
1: yeah um super adorable jack and eric are like in the middle of it having a blast
0: And Corey finds his ring
1: and he's very excited. So obviously everyone around him is also very excited. and He gets pulled into the dance and he is having the time of his life dancing because he found his ring. He's very happy.
0: Also, like this dance was made for Corey. It
1: was. It was perfect. I wish I could articulate the dance moves that were used in this scene because they were
0: Joyful. If you've seen March of the Penguins, it's what they do to warm up their baby cubs. Are they called cubs?
1: I can't remember. I watched that movie like a thousand times and I don't remember what they're called. Um I feel like they'd be chicks before they would be cubs, but I don't think they're chicks either. Anyway. But they're adorable.
0: They're adorable, and so is Corey doing this dance. Yeah, and so it's is true. everybody doing this dance. This
1: dance is Joyful and perfect.
0: if Tanya walked in on me and I was doing that dance, first off, uh, she would be embarrassed because I was I would look like an idiot <laughs> if uh, he was
1: walking around our room with his hands on his butt, waddling like a penguin, I might be concerned. I mean, don't start it now. okay, Alden's doing the tissue dance right now.
0: and we're divorced.
1: <laughs> Marriage is death. <laughs> <laughs> you're married you're dead
0: oh i'm exhausted now
1: you got your workout in for I the day three times
0: <laughs> um yeah so cory is pulled into doing this dance with the girls or i mean with everybody but he's in between two girls and uh topanga obviously walks in at this point and is super mad and like grabs him and she's like why aren't you wearing your ring
1: well, and and when they walk in, the girl who works there's like, see, like there's this is all it is. There's nothing shocking here. And Topanga starts to follow her and then looks over, sees Corey, and makes a very shocked face.
0: Right. So she gets upset, grabs Cory, and walks out. Um and they go back to the dorm room, right?
1: No. I th- No,
0: the student union. Yeah,
1: we're at the student union. With
0: the giant fireplace. Mm-hmm. And uh Cory and Topanga are talking and She's just like, "Why did you take off your ring and And he starts to explain it, and she doesn't listen for an answer mm-hmm. um, and then she goes in like she goes into a very He starts talking about how, like, well, I don't need to wear a ring all the time. Like, you said I could do what I wanted. some, Some men don't wear an engagement ring. Some men don't even wear a wedding ring. And she's like, listen, I never asked you to wear that ring. You got it because you saw my ring and you went, ooh, pretty, I want one. So I got you one. And I want you to be able to live your life, but I need you to be honest and open. And then he starts to go ahead.
1: Well, she talks about the rings being about caring and right. like if if he's wearing the ring, it's because he cares about her the same way. If she's wearing the ring, it's because she cares about him. Well,
0: It's actually like she says, I wear the ring because it's a sign that you care about me. And if you wear that ring, it's a sign to other people that I care about you. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, she he starts to go, well, what if I want to like what if I want to go out and play poker with the boys one night? And she's like, go. And
1: he's like, like, what if I want to go to Clavage? She's like, go. And then he's like, what if I want to take my ring off? And she's just like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, why? And she has to tell him again why.
0: Well, she says, because I have feelings too. And gives him the ring back. And like, that's something that's been needed to be said to Corey for six episodes. I mean, six seasons and eight episodes.
1: By everybody. Right. Every single person in Corey's life needs to tell Corey this.
0: Right. This moment isn't only about your feelings. Mm-hmm. There are other feelings involved and you need to consider that. Right. Uh, because that's his biggest flaw, really. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been upset with every time we bitch about Corey.
1: Right. Um, and then Sean comes in and, well, at this point Topanga hasn't given the ring back yet. Sean comes in, and is like, Hey, we're about to go play poker. Cause I think Gambling Dan and Goldberg come in too. And oh, yeah. um, they say something about poker. And they're like, Well, you're invited tonight too. Look at that. And they go up to the room. And Goldberg
0: says, Man, it's funny. We always play poker on the nights I get my allowances from my mom. <laughs> and uh, old Gambling Dan is like, huh, That's funny, isn't it?
1: And just like, Lucky us. And. Um, so then Sean comes in and Corey's like, still hanging out with them, huh? And Sean's like, yep, it's fun. Um, are you coming up to play poker? And Corey's like, yeah, save me a seat. Unless I'm having more fun doing something else with someone else. And then like goes and sits back with Topanga and that's when she gives the ring back.
0: Okay. And then Sean like looks at him and is like, oh, okay. And He's just
1: like, good for you.
0: And sadly starts to saunter out. And, like, walks by Angela without looking at her. And Angela, like, looks up at Sean as he walks away, Mm -hmm. sadly, as she's playing pool by herself.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, she hadn't been playing by herself. She had been playing with another guy. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well. But that's
1: it. There's no credit scene. Yeah, they
0: didn't do a post-credit scene.
1: I was like, this is reserved for serious episodes. And this episode was not that serious. No, not at all. There was no drinking. There was no car accidents. There was no nothing.
0: Yeah. After the drinking one, we didn't have, um... <gasps> that was written by the same guy. Yeah. He just doesn't like post-credits. So.
1: Oh, he's like, eh, I'm done. The episode's finished. Yeah,
0: If you want to do something else, you can. Go for it. I'm done. Yeah. I, you paid me and I'm done. I'm out. Um, I really, in an alternate universe, I would have loved
1: the credit scene to be Rachel giving her presentation
0: yes i also would have liked it to be because this would have we watched the episode i watched the episode twice and mm-hmm. the first time you get to the angela stuff and it's like ugh, gross but i assume she's gonna
1: learn that it's learn not something bad
0: uh and then we get to the end and there's nothing so then the second time i watched it i was like oh no i don't even want to watch this part mm-hmm. um but i mean it's not an uncommon thought or uncommon thing to yeah, say. Yeah, which, Especially, I mean, we'll get into a little bit more. I hope we don't get into too much more. I feel like we've been all over the place. And it's <laughs> we
1: we kind of have.
0: 50 minutes in. Um, so, Tanya. Yes. How'd you feel about this episode?
1: I thought it was fine. Uh-huh. It wasn't great like I thought the drunk episode was. Right. Like, just because that episode was so fun. Um, I loved Corey in this episode. I thought he was really fun. I loved Topanga in this episode. I thought she showed a rational side of her that we just haven't seen much of. Yeah. Um, And I think that's important to see how people mature and they grow. And I hope we see more of Topanga being like thinking things through and being sincere with Corey instead of like jumping the gun and... Um, I thought she was really, really good. I loved Rachel. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I think I love Rachel. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Like, I think she's kind of delightful. And it's, I mean, Eric and Jack are just dumb.
0: Yeah, but you've, you have said, I mean, just a few episodes ago.
1: A few episodes ago where I was saying, like, she does lead them on. Right. Um, But it's been a few, like, it's actually been, like, three episodes now that we've just had her trying to be herself and then being ridiculous. I think
0: the last time there was a major, you know, um, event like that, it was when she lured Eric into the uh, laundry room room and was like, yeah, see, this is what it's like. Right. And maybe they have started to get it.
1: Yeah. So I really loved Rachel. Um I like I like the thought that back then, because Hooters was huge back then. Get like it? <laughs> I mean, it was like a big deal. And a right. lot I mean, I went to church and people were just like, You can't go to Hooters yeah. and they were like people who went to our church that would sit there and be like, I just like the wings. Like, Mm -hmm. it was the weirdest big deal. Yeah. And like, I don't know, girls who went and got jobs there that we knew were doing it almost out of rebellion to their parents. It was was
0: like whispered about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was bizarre because it was just a job. Like, it was just a job. Yeah. Um, But... I will also say, as much as Angela's stuff sucked, it sucked so bad. Growing up in a strict home Mm -hmm. where these things are being fed to you and you have had no experiences for yourself of what places like that actually are, or even what strip clubs are like. Like, all you hear is the same thing. that I mean, she said word for word everything that we were told growing up about people who work at hooters and at strip clubs both of them these are people that don't have respect for themselves these are people who have daddy issues like all of these things were stigmas put on people who were just trying to earn a living
0: right and it's it's not it's not I've probably said something similar when I was her age.
1: I absolutely thought the same thing when I was her age. Right. But, and and I, I've reflected on this a lot this week due to things happening in the world, oh, particularly... Yeah. In Texas? In Texas. Okay. Because if you had asked me 10 years ago how I felt about abortion, I would have... ...said that while I love people that I would have fallen on the Texas side of things. Right. It takes being involved with other people, having conversations. It's the same thing with sex work. Like, there's so many stigmas to it and the voices against it are so incredibly loud... ...because they are blaming their own problems Mm -hmm. and their fears... And everything wrong in life on other people. Right. Instead of just researching for themselves. Like, had they ever talked to a sex worker before? No, they haven't. And if they did, they'd be like, oh, wait a minute. You are paying your way through college on your own right now? Like, that's incredible. Or you have purchased your own home at 22 years old and you have responsibilities like a person it's all of these people are treated like they are not human beings right and i was really hoping that Topang and angela were gonna like go to clavage and be like oh this isn't serious like there's nothing wrong with an environment like this everyone's just having a good time and these employees are just that they are employees and they're doing their job and they're doing it well and it's probably exhausting oh yeah um but no they didn't do that and that was why this episode was just fine to me yeah so I mean it wasn't an unfun episode but it wasn't like a okay not only was it really fun but we also learned something today right because we didn't but I'm glad that I am not like that anymore, and I am very happy to watch other people come out of being that way as well.
0: Right, yeah, and that's a thing that I'm glad that you are reflecting on. Um, you're a very headstrong person, and I think that that gets in the way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have also spent the last, however, I mean... I have tried to keep that in mind. Not only try to keep that in mind. I almost feel guilted into keeping that in mind at all times. Mm-hmm. When somebody says something that's that's awful or offensive mm-hmm. or, or mean, um, I always think, "Hey, there was a time where I said mm-hmm. similar or worse or not as bad, but there it was a different person then. Mm-hmm. Like we have to be able to learn and grow and then accept." That someone may have learned and grown mm-hmm. like what you said five years ago doesn't make you what you are today. Right. What you thought 15 years ago doesn't make you what you are today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's an important thing to remember. Is that doesn't excuse those things.
1: Right. Like Angela still said really hurtful things straight to a girl's face not knowing what this girl has been through in her life. Right. And we have all done that.
0: Right. And Angela in that moment should have dealt with repercussions for that, right? Mm-hmm. 15 years later, if it if someone says, oh, yeah, she said these things about me, or, or there's a video that comes out of her saying these things, or somebody finds her old blog, her old live journal, mm-hmm. and she had mentioned these things, That's when it turns into. I think it should be a discussion where Mm -hmm. you say, "How do you feel about this right now?" Mm -hmm. Um, Similarly, I had that happen with me, right, where I had a conversation with a musician a few a month or two ago, where I said, "Hey, this song kind of feels bad. Mm -hmm. How do you?" I didn't say like, "Fuck this guy," this song is gross and sexist. I hate this guy now. No, I said. How do you feel about this song now? And he said, Actually, you're right. I'm never playing this song again.
1: Yeah, I I do think that it is easy um to challenge someone that we have watched grow in real time, kind of at the same time as us, go through very similar things to us in a public setting. Like he has a platform. Right. Like we know where his heart is regarding certain things which is why when we were listening back to that song it like hit us as very surprising and like oh my gosh I can't I can't believe like this is something like my kids saying and you very respectfully and not ever like in a degrading way just challenged him on and said so this was where you were then like knowing what you've been going through in the past you know seven six or seven years how do you feel about this song right now and he was very open and honest about it um it set a lot of people off
0: yeah it's a whole other story
1: but um yeah like we all have preconceived notions in our head about other people and i think it's very 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 important that unless those people if unless those people are actively harming other people it is none of our business let them live their lives
0: Yes, but I do think it, it should be a discussion. Oh, yeah. Because um, give them a chance to hear what you're saying and then maybe not tomorrow. Maybe maybe they don't immediately go, you're right. My hope is always that three months from now, they're going to have a thought where they're like, oh, you know, this, these people are just getting jobs because they're not white or whatever. That they might hear me in the back of their head And say, oh, maybe I shouldn't think that way. Maybe they are actually just better than me at their job. Right. Um, Whatever.
1: But I think it's important to remember as as people who do try to speak up about things to other people that as a human being, our first instinct is to get defensive Mm -hmm. and get upset and spout our opinions without thinking about it. And oftentimes, our learning and growing experience came from a place of doing just that and then going back and reflecting on it. Right. So there is a lot of hope for people in Angela's situation. And hopefully, even though Corey was doing the tushy dance when Topanga got there, she's able to reflect on that and and change her idea of what goes on in these places right um but how did you feel about the episode
0: (laughs) there are times when i feel like um i'm really torn on like how much should we be talking about the episode like i would really like to be going into this conversation more but we don't have the time for that Mm -hmm. um it's so weird um anyway i thought the episode was good i thought the episode was very good i thought it was really funny there were so many moments that actually caught me off guard Mm -hmm. uh Jack saying, I'm not a chair ma'am was so funny to me. And it wasn't the line. Like the line was funny on paper. He said it in such a weird, like perfectly timed mm-hmm. way that it just hit me so hard. Uh what else got me? When well, Eric- and it's
1: also like he looked genuinely perturbed yeah. that he was that he was being sat on. Yes. Like, like, oh, like what are you doing here? This isn't a chair.
0: I'm not a chair ma'am. And Eric saying, like, oh, and can you get me a two and on white cut and cut the corners, cut it in triangles like my mommy gave me? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tiffany. Um, like, and and Rachel just kind of watching this all go down was fun. And and I don't know. like I do feel like there was, you're right, like there was room for growth. And we should have seen growth in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, I mean, in both the, the A plot and the B plot, there could have been so much more growth as people there. Mm-hmm. But it's a sitcom and it was funny. Mm-hmm. And it's it's up to us to sit here and talk about things that matter to the world. Right. Or not. Maybe we talked about it too much. I we don't know. probably
1: did. I just, the world is heavy right yeah, now. Yeah, it's
0: so much right now. Like, I hopefully we listen to this five years from now. And we're like, man, the world was heavy back then. Hopefully everything's a little bit lighter now.
1: Yeah. Just take one of these things away and it would be like a million times lighter. Just one thing. Yeah. But it's heavy. Anyway. Good thing we've got Boy Meets World, which is super light.
0: And then we use it to address our feelings right now that it's super (laughs) not light uh tanya yes anything else you want to say i don't think so where can people find us uh
1: you can uh tweet at us on twitter at bmg and bmw you can email us at bmg and bmw at gmail.com and you can join our facebook group which we have not talked about today we usually do um but it's a really really fun place everybody just kind of talks about the episodes drops boy meets world memes it's it's really fun um and very nostalgic very often um and you can just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world into the facebook search bar and you can join alden will preview. i think you have to answer a couple questions yeah
0: i'm thinking about doing away with the questions they don't matter they don't matter and they don't go well <laughs>
1: um and and that's it
0: that's it um I think that's going to do it for us. Um, I'm going to go eat dinner. I'm hungry. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 6, Episode 8. Do good. Class
1: dismissed.